spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Bryson DeChambeau is arguably the biggest baby in sports. Just a petulant little crying child. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here until 1 o'clock. We'll be back tomorrow and then we will get into the first full college football weekend. Cannot wait for that. Uh, but speaking of Bryson DeChambeau, we're going to talk a lot about him Saturday. Honda Classic Live, 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'll have that for you here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is an absolute mess. Now, if you uh, if you you don't pay attention to golf, Bryson DeChambeau uh, won the U.S. Open last year. He's someone who is a, uh, a, a master in physics, and he tries to apply that to his golf game. Uh, he, last year, started drinking eight protein shakes a day in order to bulk up, in order to get big, get bigger muscles, and try and revolutionize the game by himself by basically blasting shots uh, into close range and uh, winning like that, using that approach. But he's also a tortured genius as well. He is extremely immature. He has had a beef with Jupiter's Brooks Kepka, uh, the Cardinal Newman grad, for quite some time now. The origins of it, not exactly uh, clear, but they had a disagreement about something. Bryson DeChambeau made a promise about something. It didn't happen, and now they troll one another on social media and at golf tournaments. Well, this beef between Kepka and DeChambeau started to take on a life of its own. So much so that golf fans, in order to uh, poke at the unlikable Bryson DeChambeau, will yell, hey, Brooksy, hey, Brooksy, and it gets him angry. It gets Bryson DeChambeau very, very, very angry, including at the BMW Championship last weekend where DeChambeau had a meltdown, should have won, missed a couple of close putts, including one in extra holes, and was dejected. And as he walked off after losing that tournament, someone in the gallery yelled, Hey, Brooksy! And DeChambeau whipped around and said, You know what? Get the bleep out of here. And uh, this is not the first time that he has asked security at a golf tournament to kick someone out for yelling, Hey, Brooksy! at him. But this was a very public flare-up from Bryson DeChambeau. He walked up to this fan and tried to get into his face. This was enough for the PGA Tour to announce, Jay Monahan, the commissioner, that fans who yell, hey, Brooksy, at Bryson DeChambeau are now subject to ejection from the tournament. That is how much the PGA Tour now is going to try to protect their big old baby, Bryson DeChambeau. Me, when it comes to golf, I'm all for tradition. I'm all for the game being played the right way. But if you're going out to a golf tournament, you're in the gallery, and you keep it good-natured, and that's very mundane. That is a very mundane heckling. And as long as it's not happening in a backswing or during a putt, fans should have every right to lightheartedly heckle golfers. Just because you're a golfer doesn't mean you're any different from a baseball player or any different from a basketball player or any different from a football player. 
I mean, honestly, I think the guys who yell, get in the hole, that's more annoying than the Hey Brooksy directed at Bryson DeChambeau. Like, honestly, I think heckling, light heckling in golf will be good. I think that would bring an extra element to the sport. Should golfers be subject to some light heckling? Should heckling be allowed at golf tournaments? Why does golf get special privileges? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We've seen golfers that get affected by hecklers in big tournaments. There was this guy, Shooter McGavin, and he was doing a really good job, and then the hecklers came after him, and Happy Gilmore was able to come back and win that tournament. <laughs> so, I mean, we got to make sure that cars end up getting driven on the course. Mm-hmm. I mean, things can happen. It can get out of control. Like, come on, he's saying, hey, Brooksy, get over it. I mean, if he was saying, hey, Bryson, you fat slob, that's one thing. Or talking about Bryson DeChambeau's mother or yeah. saying personal things, that's one thing. But yelling at a golfer, hey, Brooksy, just to get under his skin about his rival, who he very publicly takes shots at as well and very publicly tries to annoy as well, opens himself up to this. Well, that's the thing. He kind of brought a lot of this on himself. Yes. So he can't then get mad. I want to go to every golf tournament now and be like, hey, looksy over here at this tree. Hey, I want a cookie over there. You know, just find things that sound like it and just taunt them that way and see if they throw me out. Is the PGA Tour wrong for protecting uh, Bryson DeChambeau? Is the PGA Tour wrong for protecting Bryson DeChambeau? And should we allow some heckling at golf tournaments? Because I'm okay with it as long as it doesn't happen in a backswing. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Why does golf and why does tennis get a special privilege? Why do athletes in those sports get a special privilege as opposed to the the other sports. What could it be? What could be different about those athletes that want to be treated like humans compared to the other athletes that we want to okay. perform on stage and do whatever we want? That to? is quite the question. <laughs> oh yeah, man, right. quite it's, a conundrum yeah, I have yeah, on my hands. No, you're right. You you're very very right. Um, I mean, Javi Baez uh, didn't like fans booing him, and everybody buried him. But why does Brooks? I mean, sorry, not Brooksy. Bryson get the free pass. What could be white could be that what could be the difference? <laughs> it is it is so babyish. It, could you imagine if if someone called here repeatedly and was like, Can you suck? Can this show suck? If I'm can ever off the show, you can expect Chris from the car to be doing that. <laughs> Chris from the car. You suck. But it would be like me saying, Oh, you're banned from the show. Like it, it, imagine someone yelling at you someone else's name just to get under your skin and you overreact to a point because that's what this is this is a vast overreaction that you're ejected from the tournament that you paid for to get in it's not because there's any swear words it's not because anybody's being personal it's because he's getting called brooksy and they're not talking during his backswing so it's not even, which no. i still think you should be allowed to do and part of the game should be able to just block out the noise like every other athlete in the world but like it's not even doing that it's just at any point he's walking off and someone yells it Again, you you started all this mess, and it's not like I'm here defending um, Kepka because I've ripped him on the air because he won't do anything with us, and I'm bitter about it. So I, I like to rip him as well. But like, just get over it, get ripped on, and just take it. He's just a grump. But I don't see him threatening to have people kicked out. Like we ripped Brooks Kepka for uh, claiming that people were purposely trying to hit him in the knees on 18 oh, yeah, in the right. final round of the PGA Championship. Like that was a bad look on his part. 
But think about it. He thought people were trying to hit him in the knees. Did he whip around and yell at security? Get him the hell out of here. Like Bryson DeChambeau did for being called Brooksy. I got yelled Bro. at. I got yelled at by a caddy at the Honda Classic once. Did you it's really? Crazy. But the lady next to me was taking pictures, and they were like, you can't be making all that noise. And I was just standing there like, I'm texting my wife. It's not making any noise. It's not even a camera. Like, I'm not using the camera phone. Most likely, I'm out of storage on my right. cheap phone anyway, so I can't take pictures. Like, why, um, why are you? Yeah, but they wanted to throw me out, and I was just standing there. One so. time at the Honda Classic, I was covering it here for ESPN West Palm. It's still when I was I was writing uh, for our project on ESPNWestPalm.com, and I was covering Daniel Berger because he was in contention. And so I had never been inside the ropes before uh, covering Dwyer's a golf own tournament. Berger. Dwyer's own Daniel Berger, exactly. And uh, so I, I thought inside the ropes, like I had like carbolash access. <laughs> so I was like walking down the middle of fairways with groups. Like I didn't realize I was supposed to stay like by the ropes. And it, eventually, one of the caddies was like, "I've never seen a reporter uh, <laughs> walking walking with the groups." And I was like, "Oh no, I've got a, a inside the ropes pass. It's fine." And then finally, someone had to explain to me what that actually meant. And then. I, but so if you look, though, you can see like on the Gulf Channel, it's like Daniel Berger's caddy and then like me walking I up the I picture you with an old reporter yeah. hat with no. a little ticket in the, <laughs> the top of it. It says, it says press. <laughs> writing yeah. on a notepad. <laughs> but I had like a big old backpack on and a visor and wearing like shorts. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> definitely at that time. I know you. It was the cargo shorts, too. It was Tan definitely cargo, cargo shorts. shorts because, as I've said over and over again here on ESPN 106.3, cargo shorts rule because pockets rule. Because <laughs> pockets allow you to really compartmentalize and organize. What was the lower point in your reporting career when you did that or when you had realized after calling me a bunch of times and trying to sit down for interviews, <laughs> when you finally met me and realized who you were calling <laughs> well, for interviews? Which point did you so really start questioning before things? Before I knew Coquel, this was when he was the head coach at Forest Hill, I would call him for information i think i called him truly the longest conversation we had was when you decided to leave uh for it was either taking the forest hill job or leaving the forest hill job i can't remember and then uh so i talked to him and it was all official and he was a coach and i quoted him and wrote the story and then uh, like three months later i met him for the first time <laughs> and he started like saying stupid clownish things and acting like the jackass like i know him as today and i'm like i can't believe this guy led Young men. <laughs> I can't believe this guy is a mentor of young men. It is unbelievable. Uh, then I also got, <laughs> I also, I, I had stopped coaching and then I announced on April Fool's Day that I was coming back to coaching to a school in the and area then, that didn't exist anymore. And one Ken Levicka picked it up, put it on our local sports center, and it went national. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> and that is when I swore you off forever. <laughs> that really did happen. He, because he thought he was funny. He thought he was funny. He made up a fake school and announced on his personal Twitter that he was coming back to coaching, taking over that job on April Fool's. This is a guy who has had several, several good, solid high school football head coaching jobs, and that is what he was reduced to. I use to. that tweet on my resume, just like Bishop Sycamore. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's part of my, my career. Oh, man. You, you're right. That was a big disappointment when I finally <laughs> met you. Uh, we got to take one more break. Got to come back. I want to talk a little Jimbo Fisher, who is now the second highest paid head coach in all of college football. How? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.